Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785 This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Canva is awesome for so many reasons for your social media, but for work, if you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. Yes, yes. Welcome to Monday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Hey, we have a, it's fascinating. It's an awkward interview coming up later with William Shatner. Now, that's the guy from Star Trek. That's the guy that's uh, the, the Priceline.com commercials. Yeah. That's the guy <laughs> who went to space with Jeff Bezos. And you may go, why do I care about William Shatner? Well, you will when you hear the interview. Yeah. Because it was really awkward. It was awesome and awkward, and he was eating during it. He's 91. <laughs> He didn't seem like he's 91, but Not at all. I tell you, we recorded it and we just left it all there. So coming up, an interview with William Shatner, which I liked. I'm not saying it in a bad, we're not playing it because it's awful. I liked the interview. It's just he, as they say, marches to the beat of his own drum. Exactly. So, all right, let's get going with today's show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Up first, here he is, producer Eddie. What's going on, Eddie? Guys, crazy weekend. I thought that my wife was being stalked. She thought she was being stalked. She got an alert on her phone because she had gone out with her friends the night before. And the next morning, she got an alert on her phone and said that she had been followed by an air tag all night. So I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. They saw a group of hotties and they threw an air, air tag in one of their purses. Turns out that one of the girls she was with, she had an air tag on her key. So no one was stalking my wife. Thank goodness. Oh, but so we were scared. had an air tag oh, and yes. just walked with her. Whenever we leave Ella or our dog at like the dog uh, play day thing. We haven't in a while because of all the, f- the dog viruses going around. 
But she has an air tag on her, air tag on her collar because she loves to just run away. And so, but every time we show up, I show up, my wife shows up, it goes, and it rings because it's anytime it gets close to it, the, the phone. So she knows now that's her sign that we're there. And she runs up to the door when oh we my get gosh. there. So smart. Wow. Well, that's, it just happened over and over again. Yeah, it's that's Pavlov's amazing. dog. You yeah. Know? You know, instead of ringing a bell and getting food, the thing goes off on our collar just because it's close to the phone. And she knows, oh, I guess they're here. So she goes, pretty cool. Do you like the AirTag? Love it. Now you have to replace them every year. Oh, I didn't know every that. Every year? Because you can't change a battery in it. Oh. You buy a box of them for like 60 bucks. There's three of them in it. But I love them. Stanley has one on. Elder has one on. And my wife keeps one on me. So... <laughs> That's funny. Added, That's added, not true, added, though. It's sewn in. No. Uh, yeah, I love them. I got one in my wallet. And my luggage. We lost our luggage. And there was an air tag in it. And I found it. And we went, oh, it's at the Miami airport. Okay. We hit them up. Oh, this is your luggage. We got it sent back to us. That's really cool. Yeah, so the answer is yes. I need that. one for my remote control. That's what I need. Yes. On there. Oh, my goodness. The channel changer You can get like a Whistler, though. would be better than that. Because <laughs> okay. the air tag, you're already probably five feet away from your remote. <laughs> you know it's somewhere. It's going to go it's five feet from you. <laughs> But go a whistler, they have those things where you can go, and it'll go back, and you can hear it. Stop find it. it. Yeah, those have been out for a while, though. You can whistle at something, I, and it'll whistle back to you. I think they still make those. Mind blown. <laughs> they have all kinds of stuff like He's that. He's writing it down. All right, up next, everybody, say hello to Lunchbox. Yeah. All right, Lunchbox, everybody. Man, guys, I'm back. Everybody thought, oh, you're just going to stay in Vegas forever. But no, I am back. It was a great weekend. And, oh, you know, I went to Vegas two out of the last three weekends. And that place is just amazing. I don't get tired of it. I was worried, like, oh, is that too much back-to-back? No, that place is heaven. Would you ever want to move to Vegas? Yeah. You. I could be a professional gambler. No. You really couldn't. Yeah. Those gam, the professional gamblers are able to do things with math. It's not just their gut or how much they like it. Right. No, I understand that. I don't think I could be a professional sports gambler. No, no, even cards. But I could do blackjack and make $200 a day. Really? Okay, let's figure this out here. 200 bucks a day. <laughs> for three kids. For five days a week. Okay. Yeah. 1000 bucks a week. Boom. So. That's $4,000 a month, tax-free. Bob, but you're t- are you taking a vacation at all? No. Wait, but that's assuming he wins every day. He, I know, and he's not going to. He's right? not going to win every was, day. Absolute best case scenario with every single week, he's going to make $52,000 a year, <laughs> which is respectable, but that means no time off and no losses. I'm not going to lose, man. Okay. Okay. But yeah, you're kind of right. I didn't think... <laughs> Uh, I forgot about I forgot days. about the vacation part. And there are going to be days where you lose. Probably I forgot more about than that. not because oh. the odds are against you. Dang it! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's good to hear you're back, though. Yeah. So All right, we'll hear about lunch's performance coming up later on. Up next, Amy, everybody. Woo! So I witnessed a dad break a cardinal rule uh, in the school pickup line. He straight up skipped, I don't know, 10 cars and went right in and then picked up his kid and drove off. And I Mm. could not believe my eyes. He cut someone off in the school line where he probably has to see people all the time. He cut a lot of of people off. And I thought, okay, this is either a really brave dad that could potentially be in a hurry, so I extend grace, or he's doing the family a favor and doing the pickup and he doesn't understand how school pickup lines work, which they are... They can cause anxiety. They can get confusing. Like, I still get anxious sometimes going through it that I'm going to mess up and do something wrong. But, yeah, cut everybody, picked up the kid, and left. So you only get two options, and both were kind of positive. I like that because you said either he's struggling and is late and he's got to pick him up 
A, or B, he didn't know. Right. You didn't give C, he's just a jerk. Yeah, he's a DB. Well, yeah. I just hope that that's not the case, mm-hmm. but I could see once Lunchbox's kids are school age, I wonder if he would do something like that. Cut off or fight somebody that was cutting off? Oh, no, he would be the cutter. Like, he would see the window and be like, well, we shouldn't have left a window of opportunity. Here I go. Will you do the thing, Lunchbox, where you go up beside the people? I do it all the time. Do it on the highway. Do it everywhere. Anywhere you're going, just that lane is there for a reason. So you drive all the way down it and then get over. And here's the thing. I'm not going to do that with my kids at school. You know why? Because they can walk a couple blocks. I ain't sitting in that line at pickup. <laughs> couple they're, blocks? They're five. I don't care. I've walked to school at five. Wait, you're going to pick your kids up around the corner so you can avoid the school line? They just walk. I mean, I walked to and from school when I was five years okay, old. Okay, dude, that was 100 years ago. <laughs> okay, Don't get him started with this. Please don't. It's safer now than it has ever been. Okay, still, though, I wouldn't let a five year or six year old probably walk to school, especially across a busy road. Lunchbox is like, put an air tag on them. <laughs> true. They'll That's be true. fine. All right, Amy, thank you. And then finally, Raymundo, set me up. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he loves PS5. And if there's a zombie apocalypse, he will survive. That's true. Ooh, that's right. Bob Bones, thank you very Woo. much. So, thank you. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, Big man, applause for me today. How often? Uh, I'll go first. I almost never hard reset my phone, meaning. You hit the top button of the two, and then the other button on the other side. To turn it off, slide it off, let it sit, and turn it back on. Almost never. I don't do it, right? My computer, never turn it off. But you should, at least once a week. And so I've been trying to be uh, more deliberate about turning mine off and letting it rest for a second, and then letting it come back on, because it improves the battery life. These phones, they're working all the time. And so it also lets it kind of reboot itself so it can work more efficiently. It closes off a bunch of the nonsense it's working on. So let me remind you, reset your phones once a week. That's it. My computer, I would do four months. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, never. Oh, never. Just fold it down. You think that because you close the computer, it yeah. turns it off? It yeah. doesn't. Same with your phone. How often, again, do you turn your phone off? Yeah, Only when it gets really hot. Okay, which yes, is... <laughs> exactly. That's the right. So you're way behind. Yes, you're way behind. So let's just be a reminder to reset your phone. Hard reset your phones once a week if you can. All right, we're here. We're ready. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. In recent weeks, I've been trying to get out there more and I've been going on more dates. Last week, I went out with a guy who took me to dinner. I had a great time. When dinner was finished, he paid, but I noticed that he had drastically under-tipped the wait staff. Even though service was good, I would even say great. I was unprepared in that I rarely carry cash, so I couldn't even leave any on the table. I also couldn't purchase something separately and overtip or come back in because he walked me to our car after the date. What should I do? I don't want to seem ungrateful when he paid for my meal, but I also don't want the wait staff to not get what they deserve. If we go out again, do I offer to pay for the tip myself? Any advice would be appreciated. Love the show. Thanks. Signed, Dating in Denver. Well, this is what I would do, Denver. I'd never call that guy again. Yeah. Oh, never? Yeah, that's not a red flag. That's a stop. Go reverse flag. Don't go out with that guy again. Somebody who's not good to animals or not good to wait staff or people that are doing their job helping them, servers, service, that's not somebody you want to be with forever. I mean, I guess you could ask them, but if it's only a first date, I'm out. That's what I thought. Do you want to know the reason? Like, why Why did you not tip? If it's a fifth date and, it, and it's been going wonderfully, then I need to know for closure. And I need to oh, make okay. sure that I'm not seeing something wrong. And maybe that one was actually a seven. Right. That's what I need to know if it's been going great five dates in. One, I'm out. Okay. I mean, I can't run fast enough <laughs> out. Again, if I see somebody not good to service or animals, boom, 
Deuces are chunked at them so hard, I'm not even looking back. Morgan, let's say you're on a date with somebody, or you were, and they they stiffed the weight stab or tipped them a dollar on like a $60 bill. What would you have done? Well, I would probably call it out and be like, why are you doing that? Date Ask, one, on date one. Yeah, I okay. would be like, hey, is that like a normal thing for you? What's going on? And find out if there's something behind that. And if he's like, no, this is just what I do, then yeah, there's no second date. So you would actually communicate effectively more so than I ever would. Yeah. <laughs> right, communicate, guys. Well, I'd at least ask. Maybe there's a reason behind it or maybe he thought they weren't good servers and maybe it's a chance for him to be like, okay, I'll tip better and then you can go on a second date. But if he's not even open to that conversation, then, you know, all bad things. I'm yeah. out. I'm just out. What if he does explain me like, I ordered bread three times. You didn't hear me, and, and he didn't give me the bread. And I, don't I think care. that's the kind of person I don't want to be with. <laughs> right. If that's right. what they said, I'm like, okay, cool, I get it. I understand your point, but my point is I don't want to be with someone who has that kind of point right yeah. there. So lunchbox? I don't see anything wrong with it. I think you asked, maybe he's raised differently. Maybe that's what they tipped where he came from. Same or what. as the last statement. And You're so, raised differently. I don't think we should go out. Well, you could, no, oh, you couldn't, if the date went good, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if you know this, but it's customary you do this, but here's the thing. Is he like, from India? Like, here's the thing Eddie said. If they don't earn it, you don't have to give it to them. If the guy ordered no, something. No, she just said. I'm just saying. What, even though service was great. So if we're actually going to use service. what was oh, said yeah, here. use your words. Yeah. Right. Uh, look. Not everybody tips like you guys. You guys like to tip the whole piggy bank. Like, some of us don't want to give That's not true. That's not true. That's not what it's about. It's, it wasn't even the, the normal 15% here is what it sounds like. 15 to 20. Amy? Uh, yeah, no. I would be curious, so I would want to know why. But I don't understand anybody that would leave that. Like, even if you did have a poor experience, like, I'm just going to give people the benefit of the doubt, and I want to be with someone that's going to do the same. Yeah, okay. Let's say you don't want to ask them then. You can always send them a DM. Not break up or not go f- completely ghost. Be like, hey, I saw that you didn't tip the weight staff. What was that about? You can even ask then. Morgan, you've convinced me to communicate at least a little bit. Well, yeah. you you yeah. may at least find out something different about that person, and it either allows you to go on a second date or it, like, you know, solidifies that you don't like this person. I'd message them and be like, hey, I saw you didn't tip much. Care to tell me why? And if they don't have a good reason, I'd jump. But there, I just don't There's not a good reason. There's not a good reason. A good reason. <laughs> no good reason. <laughs> Unless I just saw it wrong, a one or a seven, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's what's up. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Here's a question for the room. Morgan, you are how old? I'm 29. Morgan has her dad still call her every morning to wake her up. Really? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give what? us a little background on this, Morgan. Well, so I have this really bad fear that one of these mornings I'm not going to wake up to my alarms. I set 10 alarms. Wait, literal 10 or are you like 10? Literal 10. Five minutes apart each. Because Where do you put them? They're all on my phone. They're just different oh, increments of time. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Because sometimes I'll wake up to one and I'll turn them off in my sleep and the last one will be the one to wake me up. So the 11th alarm I have is my dad to wake me up because sometimes there has been three occasions in the last five years I've worked for the show that he's been my last person that woke me up and I would not made it to the show if he didn't. Is it weird she's almost 30 and her dad still calls every morning? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's really, here's the weird part. She's almost 30 and also she has a boyfriend that I would assume that you share a bed sometimes with so that your dad has to call you when you're in your bed with your boyfriend. It's just very weird all around. <laughs> I don't even know if she has a boyfriend still, do you? Oh. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, you gotta be careful. Like, okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so weird. Like, you're in a relationship. Like, an does adult- your dad ever call when your boyfriend's there? Yes, he has. That does your so- dad know your boyfriend's there? Yeah. He does. 
he, I mean, I don't ask that question. She's like, know. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Hey, I mean, yeah, I don't know, want to right? talk about this. Okay, let me ask. Let me, let me go deeper. <laughs> Does your dad pay for anything else? No, I mean, we're still all on the same insurance, but I okay, pay so for my yes. insurance. Oh, then no. Okay. So you pay him back? Yeah. Like, it's just easier for it's all under this umbrella policy that we have. Full amount? Yes. So your parents don't pay for anything. So you're not like an attach the umbilical cord no i'm not attached to the umbilical cord okay so you only have them call to wake you up i do feel like that's it's just more it's of a, this fear thing that i have i'm really afraid that one day i'm not going to wake up and i'm not going to make it to the show oh yeah that's called being an adult right okay, guys well, yeah, yeah pretty right. much we're all scared crazy. of that every morning i, yeah. I, I kind of take back my weird thing because it actually is really thoughtful that her dad is able to Agreed. do that every Agreed. day and that's really cool when do you grow out of that you think I don't know that I ever will because it's also become this thing where we'll also talk. That's our time to catch up in the morning. So he'll ask how things are going. Maybe with I'm me. just jealous. Yeah. No, no you're this, not jealous. It's so yeah. weird and it's un- uncomfortable for me to listen to. Like her dad. Why? Had, like you say um- umbilical cord. Her dad needs to cut it. Like he needs to be like, no, you're an adult. I'm not going to call you in the morning anymore. Like we can talk at lunch if you want to talk, yeah. but I'm not going to wake you up every morning. Yes. Like, Is it weird? Yes or no? Around the room, Amy. I changed my mind. It's not weird. Lunchbox. One hundred percent. Yes. Eddie. Oh, very weird. Ray. Weird with the boyfriend there. <laughs> yeah, why not have him wake you up? Well, he may oversleep too. But if there are all these alarms, it's probably going to wake him up. Yeah, no, we're both pretty deep sleepers. Listen, I've slept through fire alarms before. I am a very deep sleeper. But wow. your dad calling wakes you up with the same phone and same... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's just... some alertness to it for me. It kind of like freaks me out, almost like somebody else will be calling me. I, there's something about it that it triggers in my brain. Yeah, I think it's a little weird too. I think we need to grow out of it. Because and I don't know if I ever hey, will. He won't always be here. No, That's I'm not. Sad. I'm not going to choose to think that way either. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It's true. I mean, I mean, she's yeah. going to be 45 years old and she's going to have her dad call her to wake her up for work. I mean, mm-hmm. well, that's bad. I, I, maybe I'm just jealous, though. Maybe I'm jealous because I don't have a dad. And if I did, maybe I'd like to I'm have to sure call me. I'm sure her dad. I wish, she, I wish my dad, dad would call me once. Yeah. <laughs> just once. Just once. Wake me up. Oh, put me to sleep. Oh, man. Anything, you know? Well, that's good. I like it that you still enjoy it, but it is weird if you're asking the room. I mean, that's fine that it's weird, but yeah. Does your boyfriend think it's weird? Sometimes he'll be like, did you really need that? Has he met your dad? Yes, he has met my dad. Does your dad call and wake him up? No. Oh, okay. Does he like your dad? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But he does, like, I will make sure that I am having, if I continue to have a conversation on the phone, I, I, it pulls me out of bed to go into the bathroom. So it's even like the conversation is getting me out of bed. They have these alarms that... It's like an old clock radio, but when it goes off, it like shoots something across the room and it keeps going and getting louder and louder. So you have to get up out of bed and you can't hit snooze. That's oh, awesome. Oh, that's how, really cool. How baller is that? Because easy, you just hit it and snooze. Or the puzzle alarms. They fall apart and you have to put it back together. I'd break that thing. Puzzle if it's next alarm. to me and it's a puzzle, I'd break it. I'd throw it against the wall. <laughs> well, it's I'd not like, like a million pieces. It's just a few. It's a 500 piece puzzle. I'd be mad at whoever got it. Yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> no. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Imagine this. It, it's your wedding day. And you're the bride and you're waiting and you see cops like coming to your wedding. Like, why are the cop cars here? Well, you look in the back of the cop car and it's the groom in the Uh-oh. back of the cop car. And so you're like, what did he do? Huh. Yeah, it turns out he was involved in a car crash while driving to the venue and the cops were there. Oh, they escorted him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. John Dial and three of his groomsmen were driving to the wedding venue in Atlanta. They got in a car accident. Luckily, no one was hurt, but the car was completely wiped out. So he called his mom and some other friends and he's like, don't say anything. I don't want 
the, you know, the bride, her, to freak out. And so police were already coming to the scene because of the wreck. And they were like, we'll just take you. So he got in the back of the car and they drove him all over there. That's pretty awesome. cool. That is pretty cool. So, yeah, as long as he didn't like commit a crime or... I know, but golly. Would but it'd be great it? if they put handcuffs on him so he gets out of the cop car at the wedding and handcuffs and the bride freaks out. No, no, no. Nah, just joking. He was just in a wreck. No, no, no. He's already been in a huge wreck on his wedding day. If the car was totaled, that's scary. Yeah, I think pranks are... We, we've passed the point for pranks right. at that point. He's already been through <laughs> enough. I like pranks like proposal. Those those pranks are funny. Golly, you know? what if it's one of those things where it like wakes him up, he gets in a wreck, he almost loses his life, and he's like, I don't want to get married anymore. Yeah, that's, but that would, wouldn't be telling me something good. Uh, well, I left that part off. Oh No, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not true. All right, good story. We love talking about our police officers in a positive way, and that is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer, and I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay them. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Just a quick poll, and I'll count. Who in the room 
says they just generally sleep pretty well at night. One. I do. One. Just one. The rest of us all have it, small issues, yeah, big issues. little issues. Sleep yeah. aids. Uh, so there's this sleep coach. She's like, everything we're doing to try to sleep better is wrong. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to read some of the stuff that she said because I think it's either stress or, you know, for me, there's definitely some PTSD stuff that in the daytime I can sleep like crazy. My wife says it's, it's remarkable at how easy I can just go to sleep. I try not to take naps. It throws me off at night. But I don't feel like I'm going to get murdered in the daytime. Mm. Like, who's going to break into my house and kill me in the daytime? They'll be seen. That's my logic. There's suns. It's interesting. You Good can logic. see them. Good yes. logic, actually. <laughs> yeah. But at night, always. That's why we have security systems out the wazoo. And just I've had all those negative experiences and scary, scary instances. And so I don't sleep well a lot of times. But she says, okay, look, you're doing all this stuff. You're taking a bath before you go to bed. You're do- Here you go. She goes, number one. Stop worrying about tonight and make sleeping well a long-term goal because you're not going to see any quick progress. So she goes, first of all, if you're doing the stuff that I'm going to tell you, it's not going to work tonight. But overall, it's going to start to be better. Number two, you're not going to fall asleep unless you're really sleepy. And for that to happen, you have to get up reasonably early and not go to bed until at least 16 hours after you wake up. Very basic stuff. Things like taking a bath. Things like avoiding screens. Sometimes it's useless. Like, you can do all that stuff, but really all it does is stimulate you. You know, even if you stay away from screens, sometimes stuff on the screen will actually help you, she says, if it's something that relaxes you. Next up, stop stressing about not sleeping. That leads to even less sleep. So it's better to get up and do something that makes you happy instead of tossing and turning when you're awake at 3 in the morning when you know you're not going to fall back asleep. Next, ease up on the elaborate routines. If you like your pre-bedtime routine, keep doing it. But if you're only journaling or doing deep breathing exercises because you feel like you have to, just stop. The best way to sleep is to just make bedtime enjoyable again and to make sure you're not in the bed all day. Like your bedroom is mostly the place where you should just go to sleep or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> Don't go to sleep. She said it's not the blue light from the screen that's keeping you awake. It's the anxiety about whether you will sleep or not. Wow. So I'm just not going to worry about it anymore. Yeah, good luck. I fall asleep right now. <laughs> Just like that. I think most people now struggle with sleep for different reasons. I think there's a lot of stress. Kids, money, school, work, being murdered in the middle of the night. <laughs> Throw that in there. That was mine. Your kids being stressed. Yeah, yeah that, that fifth one's mine right there. Where I just, Man, I have nightmares that are so vivid where someone is breaking into my house with a gun and a mask where I wake up and they're a little fewer and far between now, but I wake up and my nightmares in the exact same place where I'm sleeping. So it all seems real. It feels like I've never even woken up. Oh my up. gosh. So it takes me to walk around and touch the walls in my bedroom or house to go, all right, that's not real. And I'm not asleep anymore. Mm. Because I wish my nightmares were on a beach and I was getting chased by a goblin <laughs> because I'd wake up and go, well, that ain't real. The Hamburglar's not real. Why is he chasing me? I'm not in Paris. And so, but, I, but my, all my nightmares are literally at my house and everything's exactly the same. So when I do wake up, it's still the same. So no, there's nothing different. So I go, okay, I don't think that's real. Because I question myself. Okay, is that real? Is, am I awake? Was I awake just then? And I have to walk around and touch things and go, okay, now I'm awake. That's, 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 that's crazy. It's like those people on Freddy Krueger, that was not good. They couldn't control it. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. I can't imagine. I don't, I don't 
I don't know what you're experiencing. I can't, because I never have, I don't think I have nightmares. I don't dream unless it's a nightmare. That's that terrible. That's so you don't have any bad. good dreams? I, like I don't dream. I and dreaming is you. like at a deep, st- you know, you hit a new level uh-huh. where you're able to, I don't dream unless I'm being chased to be murdered or harmed. And that is called a night. So I guess I dream, but it's a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. Oh man, you need to get some happy dreams. I thought you were going to say help. I wish I could buy that. Oh, yeah, I wish I could find <laughs> like a subscription <laughs> service. Oh, no, I'm not worried about help. I'm just saying like. Like a FabFitFun where every month they send me happy dreams. <laughs> like yeah. when you're playing sort. football or something. Yeah, that'd I mean, be cool. Something cool. But I haven't had those in oh, years. Man. Wow. Yeah, not, for, not for years. Maybe if I got if I just slept in a safe room. What do you some, mean safe? Well, like in a locked room, like a concrete room. Oh, okay. Where you know for sure no one's yeah. coming in there. Sometimes if I'm in a, uh, in a hotel up high in a city where nobody knows I am, I'll have an occasional dream. Oh, but if I'm at home, no chance unless being murdered, mostly with a knife, sometimes a gun. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's tough. This hey, good morning, everybody. It's working. Yeah. Out. Welcome to the show. Full positivity. <laughs> it's time to talk to William Shatner. Star Trek fans, you would know him. Oh yeah, T.J. Hooker. Who's he was, that? He's a cop. On what? T.J. Hooker. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it's, both are old shows. Wow, that's cool. But he's just famous, you know. William Shatner. He's got a book out called Boldly Go, and I'm going to be honest with you. He's over 90 years old. We recorded this interview because I didn't know didn't know <laughs> quite what was going to happen. And at one point in this interview, he's eating fruit, but he's holding it in his hand, half eaten. It's dripping all over him. And you'll hear me go, hey, just eat the fruit. You can eat it right now. Please do. I just feel bad because I don't know. He's 91 years right, old. Right. He needs to eat. He needs to have some nutrition. Sure. <laughs> but he's just holding it and it's dripping. And I'm like, you should eat that, Mr. Shatner. <laughs> and then we go on this whole thing about my, I mean, it starts with my name and ends with my name. And a whole dedication to Bobby Jones. So enjoy. This is William Shatner talking about going into space with Jeff Bezos, talking about Elvis, me forcing him to eat fruit. Thank God he didn't choke. Oh, yeah. Because he was eating it way fast when he ate the fruit. I was like, please, I don't want to be the person to kill William Shatner. Okay, here we go. My interview with William Shatner. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. William Shatner. Mr. Shatner, do people call you Bill if they're close to you, or do they call you William? Uh, even if they're distant. Oh, so is Bill what you would normally go by? Yes. Is, is Bobby your uh, handle, or is it Bob, or is it Robert? I mean, uh, how do we address you? It's oddly Bobby. That's my real name on my birth certificate. And yours, I assume, is William, right? That's my middle name. How about that? We're the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you don't do Robert at all, Bobby? Nah. I just, that's not my name. I mean, I guess I thought about Bob at one point, but then Bob feels no, like. Robert, uh, Bobby is a short for Robert, isn't it? It is, ex- unless so you're me. So it is your name. No, unless you're, <laughs> but it's literally, it's like, if your name were really Bill on your birth certificate, because I'm assuming it's William, right? Yes. Yeah. Mine's really Bobby. So that's it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they did yeah, that. Yeah, but what do you do with the conundrum that Bobby is uh, a an affectionate uh, uh, an, an affectionate application for Bob, mm-hmm. and Bob is short for Robert. Yeah, we're really going like space time continuum here. We're going through different timelines of, uh, and that's yeah. really what we should be doing. All it the time. is for sure. So my book, <laughs> only go. Yes, <laughs> which that's why we're here. Look, William Shatner's here. It's it already gotten great reviews and recommended reading, but every. Uh, Every point counts. The The book is a wonderful book. Mm, that's what I hear. A wonderful book about the adventure of life. You know, I want to talk about your adventure, not just of life, but 
I guess the last thing that I saw you on was the, was the spaceship with uh, Jeff Bezos. And so how did that first come together? Did they reach out to you and go, Bill, you're our space guy. Let's go. Or did you go, I've always wanted to go to space. Anyway, you can get me on that ship. A guy I know um, said, you know, you should go up on that first voyage up. I'm not going to go up there. It's got to go to Seattle. That's too much trouble. No, they want you to go. So he promotes this idea. The Amazon says, come on up to Seattle. Um, so uh, he and I uh, fly up to Seattle to and Bezos is there. And we sit around a table and pr promote the idea that I should go up as one of the first of the four or five people that there's room for in that vehicle. And then COVID hits and a year goes by and they say, no, uh, 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 Jeff Bezos, the owner is gonna go and he's gonna take his brother, he's gonna take a kid and he's gonna take um, a, a, a woman an astronaut who didn't make it into space. Well, that was the end of it. So I thought, okay, that's it. Uh, it was a nice idea. Met Jeff Bezos. So my friend says, well, what about the second one? And I'm not going to go up in the second one, for God's sakes, man. Yeah, and then shot. they say, well, do you like to come up in the second one? No, I'm not going to go second one. I, I want the president. I don't want the vice president. And I, I, I mull around for a couple of days and then realize that I was avoiding the adventure. Why not go up just for the adventure? And that's what I decided to do. I didn't realize it would be this incredible thing that it became. Did it feel safe up there? My vision was clouded by by uh, all those um, uh, 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 visions of uh, the Hindenburg uh, burning because they had hydrogen gas. All those documentaries of the Hindenburg. Do you ever see that one? Uh, yes. Hindenburgs. Oh, the, just, the, the humanity of it all. And they're absolutely. all running away. Yeah. You, you know what's burning? Hydrogen. Mm-hmm. You know what they're putting in my vehicle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that made me a little nervous. Then when they stopped the countdown, T-minus 54, hold it. There's an allele. And they stopped the countdown. What the? And I'm thinking, why did they stop the countdown? Then they start the countdown. They're going to remove the, the gantry. We're going to move the gantry. If anybody wants to get out, this is the time. <laughs> Swear to God, that's what he said. Take a bite there, Bill. Take a what? Take a bite. Uh, whatever you're eating looks good. Eat that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to have to hold that in your hand the whole time. I'm hungry, too. You're making me hungry. It was a piece of, <clears throat> what is that? It was a piece of watermelon. Looks great. I was going to make a point. Yeah. So I, um, I was going to get out of there. And I thought, I can't get out. I'm Captain Kirk. Exactly. So the thing lifted up and came back down. And I was profoundly moved by my observation of space and Earth. Love that. So you're up there and you're looking down. Does it feel like I'm a lot higher than I am in an airplane? The weightlessness is uh, the 10,000 years ago in uh, the European proto language, the proto-European language, which was like in Ma the Mongolia, the word for horse came into being. And there was a word for horse that became our word horse. There are no words for weightlessness yet. Only 600 people have gone up. So we haven't acquired a description. Well, I kind of float around, I can't, I'm fine, and, and you get nauseous, and there could be vomit floating around. There are no words to describe weightlessness. So it's impossible, impossible other than using, using 
euphemisms to say, well, I, you know, I, I floated around and then I saw this. I didn't want to have anything to do with that. I wanted to get to the window to see where I was and what was happening. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I did. To the window, to the wall. You know what I'm saying? Okay, William Shatner's on. He's got a book called Boldly Go. You talk about, obviously, there's a play here with space, but it's like, You've been you've been doing like like crazy career things and and living life for ninety years over ninety years, Bill. What what do I not know yet? Like, what's the secret to living a long, fulfilled life? Doing. Mm-hmm. You sit there in your chair with your arm draped over the chair. That's what I'm doing right now. Nodding, nodding your head, listening, listening, and you're listening. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you talk. Sometimes. Mostly you listen. Listen a lot. What are you hearing? I hear you talking, Bill. I know, but do you have any meaning from the hearing? Yeah, I do. I'm listening to a guy that has lived a long time that could teach me something. So I'm draping my arm in a way that I can really take in what you're saying. Get out from behind the desk. Put that microphone away. Got to pay the bills, Bill. And face the adventure of life. I try, but I got to pay the bills. How, how long has it been since you had to pay a water bill? My The pipes, mm-hmm. they put in a water meter here in Southern California, <laughs> and there was more pressure then the, my old house could stand and the pipes burst. Yes, that I've been free. dealing with pipes for quite a while. And you know that so ain't that, free. That's what I got to be here for. That ain't free. So Boldly Go good. is a book where I'm going to read it. I'm going to be so inspired to go out and live my life that I'm going to possibly. And realize the connection to nature and people. You ever met Elvis, Bill? I did, actually. What was that like? Disappointing. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, what happened with you and Elvis? Well, nothing. That's what, that's what was disappointing. Mm. Elvis just stood there in his radiant beauty, the white costume on. I don't think he was aware that I was there, and he went on. Dang, that story sucks for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, that's a, actually, it's a great story that you don't have a story. You know, it's like Elvis doesn't have to be on all the time. Do you feel like people think you need to be on all the time, Bill? No, I'm not on. Uh, if I have a book like Boldly Go, mm-hmm. which is a precious book and precious. really a good read, mm-hmm. I might come out here <clears throat> and talk to you about it. Right. Otherwise, pretty much a stay at home. All right. I'm gonna, by the way, you guys have to go and check out Boldly Go. Do you do the audio book, Bill? I did the audio book. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. William Shiner doing the audio book of Boldly I Go. Did. You guys can uh, go and yes. listen to this. When you drive to work, you can listen well, listen to us. Yeah. When we're off the air, <laughs> listen to Bill William Shatner do Boldly Go, the audio book. It is a great book, I'm told by him. I don't have it yet. Nobody sent me a free version. I would have read the whole thing by now. It's the Bobby Jones Show. That's right. Bobby Jones in the house, right, everybody? Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, listen, I'm a massive fan, Mr. Shatner. Thank you for your time. I hope everybody Pleasure checks to out. Talk to you, Bobby. Boldly Go. And, uh, you know, we here, we do the Bobby Jones show. We just rock but it imagine if oh, you said oh. it's the Robert Bones show. Let me try it out. You try it. Do like a big announcer voice. Robert it's Bones. The, it's the Robert Bones show. You ever met Johnny Carson? It's the Robert Bones show. Mm-hmm. Come and hear the Robert Bones show. He'll talk to you about the mathemat- mathematics involved in space. Mm-hmm. It's the Robert Bones show. You ever watch Matlock, Gunsmoke? No, I don't think it works. Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones it is. All right, there he is. William Shatner, everybody. Go get Bowley, go. All right, we'll be back in a second here on the Bobby Jones Show. Bye, Mr. Shatner. Bye, Robert. See you, my friend. (laughs) I have a request from you guys that are listening to the show, and, you know, I value you and appreciate you. 
and I understand why you would do this, but I'm going to ask you please stop. So during the show, I'll try to look at my DMs just to see how people react in certain segments. You can follow me on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. But what I don't need to see, because I try to rid myself of it, is if you go to like our show Facebook page and someone's talking crap about me, you don't have to send that to me. I'm good. I avoid that. I, don't, I try to stay away. If you're on some message board or blog or and someone's taking shots at me or I don't need to see it. There's no need. You, I understand why you're like, look at this. Yeah. You probably, I don't want to see it. Okay. So are you doing it to me? Anyway? No, no, no. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I think as, they're looking out for you. I know. And, and you want to be like, dude, yeah, they're talking absolutely. about you. But I can't fix that. And yeah. I don't yeah, know them. Yeah, yeah. And I try to keep myself. I don't go to our show Facebook page. Literally don't go to it. Maybe once a year. And I feel bad for Morgan because she has to live over there. And she's constantly dealing with that negativity. I'm a big person. If, if it's a negative place, I try to just stay out of it. I try to cut toxic people. I try to stay out of toxic situations. And I'll say for the rest of the show, I know you guys could say the same thing. You or unless you want it sent to you. I don't want it sent to me. Right. That's what I'm oh, you can send it to me. I don't care. Okay. It doesn't bother me. He I get direct. I, no, mostly direct messages to me are talking trash. So okay. Well, there you go. He loves but it. I don't. There's no need to send it to me. There's no need to send it to Amy. There's no need to send it to my wife no. or Mike's wife or any vulnerable. of that. Right. There's no, no need. It's not helping anything. I, I, you could, you probably think I'm gonna do a favor, and let them know we don't need to know. Internet's a bad place you can't control. The only thing you can control is where you don't go. But they're just letting us know so we can go after them. But I don't need to go after anybody. Oh. Or, or, I'm all good. Or sometimes the sentence where before you say something nice is like, I don't care what others say about y'all. Da, 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 da. Yeah, just say what you're gonna say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Say something nice. Like, yeah, yeah, we oh, get it. Leave it there. Who's we're, saying what? Listen, if there's anyone that understands this part of it, it's me. We are not a great sounding show. We don't talk like radio people. We don't handle ourselves like broadcast professionals. We There's a lot of things that we do that people say make a bad show. Uh, we feel like that's what makes us different and normal-ish. So, but we don't need to, I don't need to see all the negative stuff sent to me in my box because then I click it and then I get all fired up and then I come on here and then I'll get canceled. We know I'm one step away. Every day I'm one step away from being canceled because I come in here fired up sometimes. I'm good. Thank you very much. Don't send it to me. Don't send it to Amy. Don't send it to our wives. Don't send it just, if it's negative, you want to go fight for us, that's great. Step in there and we appreciate that. Don't comment on bodies. We appreciate mine, if it's good. No, no. (laughs) I appreciate that. But if you want to go in and and stick up for us, that's great. We love that. And then just send us what you said to stick up. Don't even send us what they said to begin with. Uh, Well, that should should be cool, everybody. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Someone finally did it. They made a trip advisor for exes. Well, it's not called that, but that's what it is. People go and they rate and review their ex-boyfriends. It's called the ex-boyfriend list. The problem with this is, huh? 90% of it's going to be done just to get back at somebody yeah. and not actually be accurate. Oh, but you can hope. Because they're an ex for a reason. Yeah. Either they dumped you or you dumped them. And you usually don't feel good about it, usually. So I would say that this is a site that someone's just trying. They probably even built this site just to get back at one ex. They well, went do all this work just to punish one person. <laughs> she calls it the bad boyfriend database. So it is intended bad for bad boys. But so anybody like it's like can, a warning. Oh. It's like a warning. It's, but it's not. It shouldn't be a warning because there could be a good dude who <laughs> broke up with somebody because he didn't see it was going to work. And then she gets on there and is like, what a jerk. Constantly farted in bed. Yeah. Treated me like never opened a door. And who knows if that's true or not? I don't like it. Could I mean, there be a Yelp review for like exploit? Well, no, but even like positives. Like it wasn't him. It was me. Like that kind of there thing. There could, but you're trusting people to, to be not honest. put in their personal bias in an extremely... <laughs> 
a bias-filled situation. They won't do that. Yeah, how many right. relationships end where they're going to leave something positive? Very, one out of ten. Exactly. Yeah. I was in low? a bad. I was in a bad place. I'm the one that did the, the you breakup. Don't even, you don't get on this because you want to put good news. In. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, and you don't right. want anybody else to probably date them. It's you're just, there to bash. It's not a good thing. Okay. Well, it's it now exists in case anybody wants to use it. Google Maps has added a new feature, and it's called Vibe Check. They put an X on every bad boyfriend's house. All you have to do <laughs> is say where they live. Good idea. Oh, that's crazy. That'd be but no, that's they've good. taken things that have been posted on social media or different blogs that are in the area, and you can like check the vibe of where you are, and different pictures will pop up of like things to go do. You'll get the neighborhood's coolest places as well as the most dangerous streets. See, I like this because there's some positive to it. Yeah. If you do uh, rate your, oh, it's tough on exes though. It's just tough. Like if there was an app called Wonderful Ex Boyfriends, yeah. For a second, that would be positive, and then it would flip, and it would be <laughs> negative too. Okay. What about this? Yeah. What if it was the good, the bad, and, and the, the ugly. ugly? Like you shared the but good, the only you shared people the positive. That would go over there would be the bad and the uglies for the yeah. most. Part. You have to. You're required <laughs> to put ugly. positive things about okay, the person be like, and negative. Had good hair. Good. Bad. Abuse me. Oh, mentally. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. that's what it would be. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's move Had on. Had a lot of money. Let's move on. Yeah, it would be stuff like that. It, you, you know, uh, wouldn't open the door. So, anyway, go ahead. I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Karen Fairchild was talking about compliments that she's received, and her biggest one came from Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. She said that he came to her and asked her about his performance, and in a way, she took that as a compliment because he wanted Karen Fairchild's feedback. That would be the best way to be interviewed, to talk about compliments people are giving you. Oh, yeah. It's like the ultimate flex flex. Well, so what's your biggest compliment? Oh, I don't know. I'm not prepared for this question. <laughs> but man, that would be like the greatest thing to share. Let me think. Well, I have one. I can say one while you talk. And it's not. It's it. it coincidentally. Me me? Oh, me. me. Oh, I thought she was going <laughs> to. Okay. No, well, you think. I guess I, that's how my mind works. I don't remember people's compliments. I remember people that are hateful. Uh-huh. And oh, I yeah, store those true. away and I'm like, I'll show them suckers. Um, I don't have a single compliment. I don't think I've ever been given. No, I bet you do. And you know what you do when you're interviewing celebrities that come in. Sometimes you'll share a story so they can think about their answer. I'll do that for you right now. And mine, speaking of Karen Fairchild, her, you know, co- partner in Little Big Town, Kimberly Schlappman. Like I ran into her once and I had no idea she listened to my podcast. And out of nowhere, she just said, hey, I just wanted to encourage you to keep your podcast going. I have really been lifted up by it lately. And I mean, that made my day. Two things I'd like to say. Number one, effective use of a technique I've invented yeah. called tell a personal story install for an artist. <laughs> That's a great, it's a great way to interview yeah. people. Because if I ask a tough question, I'll go, and let me tell you my, and I don't do it just to Talk about me, but I want to give them time to think about a really good answer. Good job on that. Yeah, that's good, Amy. Because yeah, I really struggled with that technique for a long time. I kind of have it now, but that's good. Secondly, okay, I, it, I, it's tough, but Baker Mayfield hit me. I was like, big fan. That's all I got. I don't know. I don't remember. He just said big fan. He was like big fan of the. Show. That was it. And so that's when I turned into a Baker Mayfield fan. Yeah. <laughs> Carolina Panthers, baby. I don't care how many games they lose or win. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember compliments, but I should make a list tomorrow and okay. read them all back. To I, you know what? I got one. For me or you? For you. Okay. She does another one for her. <laughs> no, no, Kimberly Schlappen one. That's Go the ahead. only one I have. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think when years ago John Mayer was in here, he told you, dude, you're a really good interviewer. I think he was very impressed with your interview skills, and that had to have meant a lot to you because you love John Mayer. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, but I, that is pretty cool. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I don't remember the good stuff. I always remember the bad. I need to work on that, huh? Note for therapist. (laughs) All right, Amy, is that it? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. 
mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay them. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Mom of the Year Award to Latrice Smiley. Because uh, her daughter's bike was stolen from school. It even had a lock on it. But somehow they got it and they took it. But that's how obviously how her daughter would get to school every day. Her daughter was devastated, 13 years old. And she posted about it. And a bunch of people in the community were like, hey, I got an extra bike she can have. Or I'd love to take your daughter to the store. Let's get her a new bike. Dang. So then she thought of an idea. I should start a small bike drive and help all kinds of kids get bikes. If this many people want to donate, she said that she opened her garage one day and it was 100 bikes in there that people had donated. And so she's contacted various schools to see what kids have to walk to and from school home. And she wants to supply them with a bike. That's really cool. How old is she? The mom? No, the the, the, the daughter. daughter's 13. Yeah. Well, sometimes it takes something unfortunate to happen to give you perspective that, dang, 
yeah, it stinks for me, but I didn't realize how bad it was for other people too. Yeah. And so they went through. All right, that's awesome. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Our goal is to get this guy on who left us a voicemail that said, hey, Lunchbox, I won some money in the lottery. We got this voicemail on Friday. Let me play it again real quick. Morning, Bobby. Morning, show. I'm a little bit behind on the podcast. I've been really busy. But I just heard about Lunchbox and influencing everybody about their lottery tickets. So I went and bought Mega Millions last night, and I won. So since Lunchbox helped me win, I won more than I've ever won. I'd like to split it with them half and half. I will show him the ticket. I will give him the money, have him get in contact with me, and I will split it with the 50-50. All right? Yeah. We've been trying. We don't have him yet. Oh. We're trying to get him on today. We have his number. <laughs> we can't get a we can't get a call back yet. Are you telling me he's, he did this and he's gone into hiding? Maybe he won so much that now he has gone into hiding. Like oh. he did it and he was like, "Ha, I'm, yeah. I'm one last thing before I leave the earth. Like I leave Civilization, whatever. You, what do you call it? He goes in. Off the grid. That's it. Hey, Scuba, do we have? <laughs> do we feel like we can get him today? So I've called him Friday. I called him over the weekend, and again this morning, and I've gotten no response. Okay. Like voicemails, nothing. We're gonna keep trying, but we're gonna let our listeners know because we talked about this on Friday's show. We're still trying to get him today, Lunchbox. But we don't know how much he's won. Okay. We'll talk to him hopefully today, <sighs> and if not, we'll try to get him soon. Okay. Yeah. Let's go over to Amy now and get in the morning corny. The Morning Corny. What's a skeleton's favorite board game? What's a skeleton's favorite board game? Tibial Pursuit. Tibial. Like Devone. Tibial. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. That was The Morning Corny. Thanks, Eddie. I just like figuring it out, you yeah. know? When to I do you, that, it's, a, it's funny. Kind of a riddle itself because <laughs> it doesn't always make sense. There's a couple and they're getting married. And instead of gifts or a registry, they're going, hey, can you just give us money? Because we want to buy a house. And so that's what they're asking. And so people on the internet, they get mad at everything, especially things that aren't traditional. So I want to read you part of this story. According to the bride, roughly one third of their family and friends went through with the request that they just give money. They raised about $10,000 for a mortgage down payment. How legit is that? Millions of users on wedding planning websites like Zola and The Knot were upset, but some said, hey, it's pretty good. So they started to ask people to cover for their expenses as well. What do you think of the new trend? One, do you think it's okay? Is it tacky? Two, do you wish you would have done this? I'll go first. It is not tacky. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's tacky. If people are going to spend money anyway, you're not asking them to double their gift. You're not like, hey, would you give me more because I'm looking to put a down payment on the house? It's like if you were going to pay $63 for a toaster – why not just give me 63 bucks and I can put this in a fund to help pay for whatever? It could just be a box with a question mark on it. You don't know what I'm doing with the money. Ooh, that's cool. But I'd rather just take the money, right? Like, isn't cash just the ultimate gift? Sure, it may not be as personal, but or is it the most personal? Because you can get personally the thing you want the most. Yeah. So I understand why traditionalists are going, eh, I don't like it. Because anything new to some people is the devil. But I'm into it. I think it's great. I think if people want to give you something, let them get you exactly what you want. So I'm into it. And do I wish I would have done it? I mean, I would just like money. Sure. Yes. Just money. <laughs> Absolutely. Just money. Money is always awesome. I'd love to have just a, a big 
bucket of money. Uh, Amy? Yeah, people are wanting to celebrate you. It's fine. If the house is what y'all want over, you know, an air fryer and some new dishes, then, like, they can donate well, an air towards fryer that. Fr- we got an air fryer, though. Well, it's awesome. They're legit. The problem with that is, is we wouldn't have got our air fryer then. Oh, yeah. Well, true. But you would have found Amy. out about air fryers and bought your own. But I'm telling you, I would have never bought an air fryer. Yeah, Maybe my wife right. would have. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm telling you, I can make some air fried peaches. <sighs> Crush. Really? Because I put them in good. there. I cooked peaches. It's air fryer. Nothing bad on it. And then you put little little dibbles on them. Little dibble dabbles. I made some yogurt for my wife the other day. Because it's, uh, it's, it's Greek yogurt, so there's no sugar in it. And she's like, hey, would you make me a, like a, a, a snack? I was like, yeah, sure. Because she makes me snacks some days. Some days I'll make her, well, more her than I don't make that many snacks, I'll be honest. And so I say, yeah, I'll make it. So I go in and I'm a little motivated this day and I put a little, little yogurt, like two spoonfuls, big spoonfuls of Greek yogurt. And I chop up some peaches and make little squares and I surround the yogurt with little squares. It looks good, right? And so I take some almonds and I don't really know how to crush almonds or, or how people normally crush almonds. So I just take the back of a knife and go boom, boom, boom. Nice. They're all over the floor. Yeah. Some are still on the table. <laughs> and so I, I have the peaches on the outside, the yogurt, and then I... Be to place out, uh, but watching that show, The Bear, the cooking show, they had a sprinkle, sprinkle, <laughs> the on there. Show? yeah, yeah, sprinkle on that, <laughs> sprinkle on, on the middle, not on the peaches, only on the, the yogurt. Now, take a little honey, now dribble. I watched the bear, I dribble the honey just on the outside of the peaches and a little bit on top of the almonds, the crushed up almonds. And then I take one blueberry right in the middle. Oh, that's perfect, per- right? Perfect. And I'm, I'm proud of it. And I take it in, I don't say much about it because I don't do this. She cooks wonderfully and I don't do much of this it's not my really my forte and so I take it in and I say I made you the snack and I just kind of back away I don't really say much and she goes wow did you do this I'm like yeah she goes cool now I know you can do this you should do it more and I'm like dang it that's not what I wanted I wanted it to be so but and we didn't take a picture of it she just assumed because I put all that work into it I would have taken a picture of it but I tried to play it cool and I didn't and I wish I could show you guys but that's what I did. We're going to be making a lot more of those. So well, it's take kind of, pictures of them. It's kind of like that. You don't, Sometimes you don't want to show your cards because then you know what you can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what we did. But the air fryer is A+. <laughs> Loved an air fryer. Uh, Eddie, your thoughts on this? Uh, look, I, I wish I would have done it. I mean, I don't need the colanders and the spatulas and all that. We have 1,100 uh, cutting boards. <laughs> exactly. 1,100. I counted that. them. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I like it. If people want to give you something and it costs money, just let them give you the money. And don't be shaming people because... That's what they want. Like the dollar dance. Sometimes people get upset about the dollar dance at a wedding. Yeah, who cares? I've never seen the dollar dance, like with my own eyes, but I've heard you guys talk about it. So it's two people dancing and you put money in the underwear? Yeah. So either the, <laughs> the groom does a dance or the bride does a dance. And yes, you can just go up and in order for your, you to get a dance with them, you pay. And, and some un- people are- underwear? No. They no, you're thinking of a gentleman's Oh, club. no, but I said underwear. She said yes. No, like oh, the no. best man or the I, maid of honor collect sorry. the money, and then once you pay, you're allowed to go dance yeah. with the person. I, I didn't I didn't think you were serious about the underwear. <laughs> oh, I thought you, like, tucked it in their pants. No, because that would be the that bride would, be would have to, like, dance. lift up her dress and, like, stuff it. Oh, my goodness. It. Oh. But, I mean, that part would be tacky. Yeah, that part would be shady. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I don't like that part of it, if that was it. But, the, but other than that, it's, like, an awesome way to get some cash for your honeymoon and extra spending money, and it's cute. It's fun. I, people that think that's tacky, I don't get it. Who cares? It's not your day. Don't yeah, do the dance. I think people just think it's tacky if you ask for money. Yeah. And I'd rather have money than, again, 1101 cutting boards. Yeah. We got cutting boards with name, first names, last names, established dates, <laughs> the towns we're from, the town. I mean, we got maps cut into cutting. We don't even know what to do with all the cutting boards that we got. And it was nice. And everybody probably thought, oh, this is a different one they don't have. But when you have a collection of, you know, we use like one. Yeah. You know? 
So if you guys need a cutting board, come by today. Between okay. two and three, we'll hook you up. <laughs> Coming up in just a little bit, Amy's Uber hit a person. Then what happened after that was a little bizarre too, but we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, but before that happened, I went to a wedding on Saturday night. And so one of our friends was getting married and it was a really cool wedding because it was in like a like a house and some of us stood on the balcony and looked over and some sat around. Now, I wouldn't say it was a small wedding, but it also wasn't like 300 people. But they did something super cool at the wedding where like some of the old people that were either related or very close or important to the bride and groom. Because it wasn't this massive wedding and it was in a house and you could hear. They all said a little something. And it wasn't like a speech whenever like the best man won't shut up. And it's like, oh, let me tell you about him in eighth grade. <laughs> It was like uncles who had been married 40 years. It was like a grandma. And they were like, you know, this is what I thought was really cool. You know, it was just like nobody took forever. And everybody had something like poignant and you believed them because they'd all been married for a long time. I'd never seen that at a wedding where they actually shine the light on other people to give their advice. And I thought that was super cool. So the wedding was, was like different but really cool. I enjoyed it. And we were standing above... And I was just kidding, but we had these little peppermints, and I offered one of the guys that we work with, I said, 100 bucks, drop it right on the person, because that's where they were getting married, right below. And I was kidding, but Amy heard me say this, and she said, some things never change. No, they don't, because at my weddings, you know, 16, I don't know, 17 years ago, I remember you and Lunchbox or somebody betting each other, I'll pay $500 if you go knock over her well, wedding cake. This yep. is what happened. Really, I guys? said, I will get, and, well, hold on. <laughs> I didn't, no one was going to do it. It was just a joke. The cake was just sitting there. Like, ready to be fallen into. A Not knocked over, cake. but fallen. And it wasn't the main cake either. So, just fallen into. That's, and no that's one different. Would, it was just a joke. <laughs> I really wasn't wanting someone to go knock over Amy's wedding cake. So, but they had cut a- after the wedding. Let me talk about a couple other things. You know, everybody wants to take a picture with the bride and groom. And so, that takes all the time away from the bride and groom actually getting to spend time with folks. Listen, at our wedding, we had no cell phones. So we didn't worry about that. It's a great idea. Love the idea. But what they did, which was pretty cool, they had a cardboard cutout of each of them individually. And they stuck them together. And you can take a picture with the cardboard cutouts too. <laughs> Whenever you so want So if it. you couldn't get a picture with them, and I think it probably saved them 30% of time of just having to take pictures. But they had a cardboard cutout of the bride and the groom right at the door. And you could take a picture with, with them and be like, we were at their wedding. That's wow. funny. Yeah, it was super funny. And it was super cool. When you walked out, you got a t-shirt with their name on it. The name of the Caldwells. And I was like, the Caldwells, I don't know what the shirt said other than that, but it's pretty cool. It's cute. <laughs> they had yeah. really good pizza. They, you know, I, I don't drink, but you can always tell how good the service of the alcohol is by the mocktails they offer you. And I was like, hey, what do you have that's not alcoholic? They're like, well, we got a bit, a bit, a bit of spritz with a bit, a bit. I'm in. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> Sounds good. But we're going fancy mocktail. <laughs> I'm in. And so how, how did you do like? Did you drink a lot? Well, they also had fancy cocktails that were just as appealing. Okay. So I had three total. And for as many hours as we were there, I thought that that would be fine. But the next day, I woke up and felt so horrible. Like I had been just a headache, did not feel good. That's not a cocktail issue. Or I don't even call them cocktails. That's not a drink issue, right? Like alcohol issue, right? Oh, it's an alcohol issue. Like, I think it's just an age and alcohol issue. That's what issue. it is. It's an yes. age mm-hmm. issue. It's yeah. that three drinks at a wedding, you know, mm. used to not affect me. And now I've realized, like, here I am. I'm 41. It's climbing, climbing. So I just now I have to put myself on a two-drink mm. minimum. Pitch count. Maximum because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to wake up and feel bad. That's not my goal 
at all. So now it's just weird to see your body aging and, and, and I guess, processing the alcohol differently. Were you hungover? I don't. That's I what that call, would be called. Right. Yeah. That's what I, I, said, I yeah. don't drink. I don't know. That's <laughs> I what I'm asking. Right. Like but, that sounds terrible. It sounds very familiar to what these guys say. <laughs> yes, but I feel like for them, would y'all get that way after three drinks? No. Okay, but as you've aged, have no. you had to cut back? Oh no. come on. Oh yeah, right. You what, about, what about twenty drinks? I haven't had 20, 20 drinks in a long time, but I I just haven't partied as hard. But like I mean, I was in Vegas. I didn't cut back. Yeah, good for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, way to good go. Well, Still I don't proud. know. I'm a grandma. Here's a question, too. How late can you be to the wedding wedding? Because one... The ceremony. Ooh. Yeah, that's the wedding, right? Yes. Yeah, the yeah, wedding. yeah, that's the wedding. Yeah, that's not... There's the reception after, but the wedding. Yeah. You're there. How late can you be to the wedding? Because, like, Ray was so... He didn't even oh, show up to Lunchbox's yeah. wedding yeah. because he was he had, had so much to drink. Yeah. And so, instead of being really, really late, he just went to the reception. <laughs> just... <laughs> How late can you be? Because it's gonna, everybody's gonna turn, turn around and look if you cut. How late? Uh, if they're already up there, you gotta just stay out. That's like, why, that's why I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done it where I've come, like it was an outdoor wedding and I came walking in and everybody was looking at me. I was like, why are they looking at me? I didn't realize the wedding had already started. They're like, it's the oldest ring bearer we've ever seen in our <laughs> <And> life. <laughs> so they had already, a couple of the groomsmen had already walked down the aisle or whatever, the bridesmaids. And so everybody was waiting for the bride. And oh, so gosh. I was like, oops. Yep. You I'm- walk down while they're waiting for her. <laughs> Uh, I, there were some people that showed up, and there was bad traffic, but, you know, I always feel like you have to allow time for that. But there's bad traffic. They walked in, like, as they were doing their vows. No, no. But you also out. couldn't see in. Oh. And it was like, you open the door, and you're like, there. Mm-hmm. And the door was like. It was like. Oh, no. And like you said, it was an intimate setting because the ha- oh, oh, gosh, it was not Yeah, good. I felt bad for them because they didn't know. They probably got stuck, and it was out of their control. But they walked right, the door. Everyone turn around. We were up on top of the balcony, so we were already looking right down. So maybe not. Ugh. But it, I was like, I felt bad for them. I feel like I have heels on and it's hardwood floors. Like I was thinking, oh, like, no. oh gosh, this is just so terrible. Like someone should have been out or put a sign out. Wedding has started. Do not enter. Because yeah. the front door is the um, ceremony area. It's a great wedding. Super cool. And yeah. super glad we went. And I, I I think I might dance a little bit. My foot, I don't know, guys. I've, like, sprained my foot, and it's probably 20% better at this point. Here's what I remember. I wore a shoe, and that shoe hurt. Oh, and then man. I took it off, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened. That's like Amy's hangover. Oh. Yeah. Same thing. Just age. Different. age. I think age. it's age. Jeez. <laughs> my foot's yeah. killed. And I can't, uh, the, sh- the foot, you can't ever just fully, like, heal. Unless you're on crutches or a wheelchair. And I don't want to be that dramatic to get on crutches. Mm. Can you, I roll up. My, my wife would laugh at me if I show up in crutches or a wheelchair. But it's like, then I, you have to give your foot rest. But you're always on your foot. You're always walking or running or something. Or running. <laughs> okay, Forrest. So, so I didn't dance that much, but... I saw you guys dance a little bit. Yeah, we tried. There wasn't much dancing. We tried to get people going. Some Someone started a conga line. and That was ooh, a good conga line, it though. Was. Oh, it was. All the way around. Good. Yeah. It was. But the original eight people that were a part of it, it was still the original eight by the end of it. A conga line hey, is people are supposed to join, and is, nobody like joined us. Singing in church. Make a <laughs> yeah. joyful noise. All you have to do if you're going, no matter if it's 420, yeah. it's, that's a party. Yeah. All right, so it's a great wedding. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. want to say thanks. For everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for uh, some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. 
Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in Hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Bobby's Big Stories. I thought this was interesting. They say, hey, close before you doze. That's the thing they say that rhymes and makes you remember. A firefighter says, close the doors in all of your rooms if you're in them whenever you go to sleep because it'd be harder for a fire to get in if the fire starts at night because there's not as much air. That's a good idea. Oh, wow. Okay. And so what had happened was, was a video that I watched where he shows his house and it had been completely burned up in every part of it except for one room, which is, was the baby's room. But because they had closed the door, the air wasn't able to get in there, and the baby ended up being safe, and they got the baby out in time. It also, instead of the fire going in, it prevents smoke inhalation for the most part because, again, air can't get through a very, very limited space like air would if the space wasn't limited. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. So I mean. I really broke that down, but that TikTok has so much good stuff on it. Yeah. Also a lot of bad stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say this about TikTok. Generally, it's a pretty positive place. As far as you're ranking them from positive to the most hateful tiktok's i think number one now as far as like mental health for the most part people being cool i don't go too deep in my comments but usually on the top layer 
pretty good. Yeah, and it's guaranteed to make you laugh at some point. If that's what what you like, right? (laughs) If you like funny. TikTok is hilarious. Hilarious. So, yeah, I saw this on TikTok. It's from the the Daily Mail there. Uh, Okay, here we go. Two Canadian moms are rushed to the ICU after being mauled by a black bear that charged and then guarded them for its next meal. Oh, God. Oh, what? Dang. They're lucky that bear wasn't hungry right then, too, honestly. So here's the situation. They're walking, and they were ambushed by the animal October 3rd, so a week ago. They were on a trail hike near Dawson Creek, British Columbia. But the thing is, they're on a trail. Let me say that again. They're not just walking in the woods, which this would be a crazy story then, too. They're on a trail. Bear gets them, but the bear attacked them first. They were only found because police were looking for them. Police found the two women lying in a bush with the bear guarding them. That's crazy. The bear wasn't going away. Sometimes when I get really full, I'll be like, dang, I don't want to eat right now. But I'll, like, work out. I, like, like run in place instead of trying to get hungry. You're trying to compare yourself to the bear right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm guarding my food, and I'm, like, doing push-ups and stuff, so somehow I can create hunger. You guys ever do that? No. No, That's what the bear should have really been. If I was the bear, I'd have been, like, doing high knees near them, trying to get hungry, burn calories. Uh, The group of four... We're out enjoying the fall colors before the ordeal. They are in ICU. Luckily, they're not dead. That's crazy. Because I think if the bear was hungry, they'd be dead, yeah. right? Don't you think he would just eat yeah. them? Yeah. The sergeant confirmed the animal was shot by responders. Now, I never like shooting an animal if the animal's just being the animal and you're not actually shooting them to eat. But in this situation, this bear was going to do this to them or the next people that came along. Yeah. yeah. So... All that sucks. And you hope and you pray for the best for them. Well, let's keep going down this. Quote, if you scream, I'll kill you. A Colorado woman was charged with kidnapping after allegedly holding the Tinder date captive. Women. (laughs) Well, I'm actually shocked it's a woman. Lauren Dooley, 22, bound the victim's wrists and ankles with duct tape and then forced him into her bed by knife point. What? What? Did she not? Did she have this in her profile? (laughs) (laughs) Authorities arrested a woman accused of binding her tender date's limbs with duct tape and holding him captive. It was in her apartment in Colorado. According to the probable cause document obtained by KXRM-TV, 22-year-old Lauren faces second-degree charges of kidnapping and assault. Second. Shouldn't that be, like, the big one? Yeah. Like, first? Shouldn't that? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you're going to trap and tape. And have a, a knife. Hey, at first this guy's like, okay, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this isn't exactly what we talked about, but okay. This is Tinder. Yeah, upon the victim's arrival, they did some stuff, right? Did some stuff. Okay. Some stuff. Yeah. You know? okay, okay. And then tape. Wow. Like, like, got him. Like, lured him in by doing stuff. Huh. And then got him. The victim found it odd, but consented to it. However, she got a knife. Oh. That's when stuff got serious. And then he was no longer consenting, but he <laughs> didn't matter. That's from People Magazine. That That's is a crazy. crazy story. A time traveler from 2671 warns us aliens could hit Earth in the next few months. Okay. okay. Problem about these time travelers, none of them have been right so far. Right. <laughs> so he said, he said in the next few months, there could be aliens that visit. So anyway, just properly. Get your alien closet ready. All right. The iPhone 14 keeps calling 911 on roller coasters. There is a new crash detection detection feature, which is supposed to alert people when you've had a car accident. So if you're on a roller coaster with the phone, it thinks you're in an accident. Ah! Ooh. Oh, ah! Yeah. So it calls 911, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And yeah. you know, you don't know that unless you go out and do it. 
I bet they didn't go, okay, we're going to test this thing. They probably put in some cars, did some stock. But they never, okay, let's go on the Texas Giant, guys. Bring your iPhones. <laughs> Everybody Texas get on the Oriental Giant. Express and let's, let's give it a run here. Uh, that's from The Verge. I do have some news of my own, some personal news, some professional news, whatever that case is. So my comedically inspirational show in Vegas, Saturday, December 3rd. Some of you may have tickets to it. We put it up. It's at the Wynn. We were super excited, and it sold out in a day and a half. I couldn't believe that a theater of that size at a hotel like that, casino like that, sold out. So they said, do you want to do another one on Friday? We were trying to figure it out with my schedule. And I said, I think I do want to do another one on Friday. That would be a lot of fun. We'll do two shows, give people a chance to come, because I didn't want people paying these astronomical rates for tickets because some of these scalpers were getting on. They bought tickets, and they were just turning them over, selling them for double. So I thought if I did another show, that wouldn't happen as much. So we're just about to announce the Friday show on this radio show. And so I get a call from one of the guys on my team, and he goes, hey, we, uh, we can't do the show anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, there's been an issue, and they'll just pay your full amount, and you don't have to do the show. So part of me goes, what? Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like that. So there was apparently a double-booked type thing where somebody in the hotel, maybe like one of the big guys, had set like a Hollywood movie premiere for those who dates Friday and Saturday. Well, I guess the left hand and the right hand weren't able to communicate properly. So the theater had booked me, and they're like, this thing's already booked for two days. You can't do it. So I said, well, that is very sad and unfortunate. I was really looking forward to those shows. But again, they said they'd pay me fully, and I'll have to do it. Heck, yeah, that's the, that's the that's dream. The, that's the dream, right? <laughs> and they'd refund everybody? Yes. Oh, yes, do it. Well, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh. I said... Okay, because in the contract it says if the promoter or place, they can get out of it, but they have, to, they have to pay fully and then give everybody the money back. I said, I'd still like to do the show, and if people that bought tickets can't come, I just want to make sure they can get refunded. They said, cool. So we're going to do it Sunday night now because it's just been a situation. I'm sure you'll get an email if you bought tickets or something. I'm not sure how it goes. The tickets aren't through me. I mean, you don't call my house and buy the tickets. Right. So I'm not <laughs> – but – I just felt bad for all the people that couldn't stay the whole weekend. Maybe they can. Maybe they have enough time. It's now December 4th. But if you can't stay for that show, they are going to give you a refund. So that's wow, unfortunate. That's I've never heard of that before. Ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, and kind of wild that what if, I mean, if you couldn't have, let's say you had some crazy family thing on Sunday and you're like, well, sorry, I can't do it on Sunday. I just got paid. You still got paid. Yeah. But I just feel like I owe it to the people that, of course. that bought tickets and want it. Because I was not doing this show west. I was only doing it here to prepare for like a special, to prepare for a series. And so, but I wanted to go west because people kept flying in from all over the country to go. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. I think it was unfortunate for them too. So. Oh, yeah. But we have, here we go, the win Las Vegas planned for December 3rd is now going to be Sunday, December 4th at 7 p.m., and so you'll be getting an email from Ticketmaster giving you the option to hold your tickets for the new date or to get a refund. I'm very sorry. Just know that it's unfortunate for me, too, because I could have got a whole night's work for free. Yeah. yeah. You know, no work, all pay. <laughs> but I just, I need to go. I need to see, see the people that support us and want to come to the show. But that's it. I don't have anything else about a link to click. I think they'll just send you an email or something. Or you can call. Amy was in an Uber. And that Uber hit a person. While Amy was, it's just a whole thing. And Amy got out and checked on her. It's a whole thing. I know you want to hear about it. I do. We'll get to that. Also, Lunchbox in Vegas. I think this caller Lunchbox has it all wrong. It's not a glowing call. And I won't play it if you don't want me to. No, I'd love to hear Are it. Are you sure? <laughs> uh -oh. From what I've heard, they're not right. 
Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say that. I before. haven't heard it, so I have no idea what right. you're referring to. Okay. Here is Sean and JC from Las Vegas. We just left the out of hell, and Lunchbox did not perform. He had zero words, and it was a decent show, but Lunchbox did nothing. He sat on the motorcycle and made awkward movements. I have no idea what that was all about. Four minutes of the show, he was on. That's it. Four minutes, he didn't say anything. Didn't do anything. Hold your peace. Okay. We'll yeah, come I don't back know if he and watched the right show. Amy's car hit somebody, and Lunchbox performed on stage. This is good stuff. We'll find out what happened. <laughs> Up first, let's talk to Amy because we went to a wedding on Saturday night. It was an awesome wedding. And my wife and I went home, and I guess you took an Uber back. Because you rode with us. We picked you up for the wedding. Yeah. So then I took an Uber home because y'all left a little bit earlier. And uh, 60 seconds after I got into my Uber, uh, he hit a girl walking across the street. So the questions that I have. Uh-huh. We weren't going fast. Were you downtown? We were downtown. Okay. Was she part of downtown walking traffic? Yes, but I talked with her. She First question I get from people was, oh, had she Drunk. been drinking? Did yeah. she know what she was doing? And she seemed totally fine and with it. I think she was in shock. You can still mess up, though, and walk out in the road. Was it a crosswalk? There was a crosswalk. There was oh. multiple people involved. I was in a Suburban, and I was in the back, so I couldn't fully see. And I, I was down on my phone, and all I hear is... And like feel it. And so you really didn't see anything. And then I hear, gir- no, I, I just Got know it. that he's like, oh. And then girls are screaming, and a girl gets on her cell phone right away and is calling 911. And then oh. she points at the driver, like, because she doesn't know, is this guy going to drive off? What? And she's like, you, parking lot now. And so he pulls into the nearest parking lot, and then he looks well, back what at are me. You, what are you thinking I, right I'm when this shock. happens? I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm thinking, okay, where is the person? Are they okay? I didn't know if they were on foot or a bike or what. Like, I, I just knew that we there was a loud thump and people were screaming. Sometimes people do that joke where they hit your car with their hand. I do that all the time. Never funny. I like it. Yeah, no, no she, never she was, funny. She was on the ground. Uh, so you and get out of the car and you see so, her down. Well, I'm not out of the car yet. We're pulling in. I can't just get out because he's driving. And he pulls into the uh, parking lot and he turns back at me and he said, do you want me to go ahead and cancel the ride? It looks like this might take a while. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, what? Was he calm? He was incredibly calm. And that's what was so funny to me, the way he said it. He wasn't like, oh, ma'am, don't worry, I canceled this. I can't believe this happened. It was like. Oh, my ninth one tonight. This will be a little bit. (laughs) He's like, this looks like it might take a minute. I'm going to go ahead and cancel. I'm like, yes. So then he gets out. I get out. He's kind of wandering. People are yelling at him. I, I, I go over. I find the girl. And I say, I'm so sorry. I don't know. That was my Uber. I don't know him. Are you okay? And she said she felt around. She was okay. There was a nurse that happened to be in the area. I don't know if it was her friend or someone that was walking by. She goes, well, I've done all the checks with her. She seems fine, but I still want her to go to the ER. And then right after that, a fire truck shows up, a police officer, and an ambulance. So shout out first responders for all showing up within minutes. Do you think she's okay? I hope so. I regret not getting her number because I thought about her all day yesterday wondering. Great guest for the show. Yeah. D- did she cool. go to the yeah. ER? No, not about that. Oh. I wanted to know, like, if she went and got <laughs> checked. Because, you know, when you're in shock, you may not feel the pain or you don't really know. And luckily that nurse was able to be there for her. But I don't know what happened to the driver. Like, did he get a- arrested? Did he get a arrested. ticket? Was he drunk? I wasn't with him long enough to understand what how he could not see humans crossing the street. Unless the human darted out in front. But Correct. no, she the didn't. Only reason I, you, but you don't know that. Yeah, you said you I were do, looking at your because, phone in the back seat. This would never hold up in court because you led with, I didn't see out of the car and I was looking at my phone. But everybody there, the, the, what they were yelling at him, like, how did you hit her? You yeah. like They were yelling at him like he 
he was in the wrong. I just am not going to jump on anybody because I didn't see it. Right, because wow. she may have not been jumping out, but maybe she didn't have the cross Listen, signal. You know what I mean? Like if, she had the no walk. If and she I was went. on DraftKings right now, my money is on her. That she did not do anything wrong. That doesn't count. Yeah, but you no. you don't know. There's the episode of the Brady Bunch where this happens. What? Where it turns out she wasn't she couldn't see where she saw what she was backing into. But Amy, you said you were in the back, you yeah. couldn't see, and you're also looking at your phone. Yeah. So I get so it. So get out of my courtroom. I, I, I'm not even going to hear you. Get well, out of my courtroom. Even, I'm You're not done, saying Amy. I'm a credible witness, but I was able to see how everyone else was reacting. Was she it, in a bachelor par- uh, bachelorette party? No. Uh. She was dr- very normal, very chill. Like you wouldn't. No. I, I, I was, I, I'm still in shock that it happened. And I'm so, I need to know. I wish there was some way to find out if this girl is okay. Because the fact that my, where I was and my Uber driver that picked me up may have really hurt somebody freaks me out. Even though I, I had nothing to do with it. You're putting a lot on it's him or Uber driver. I don't know whose fault it was. I wasn't there. You barely were. So Listen. I don't know if she darted, he hit. I'm just not going to put the blame on anybody. Okay. Down there, though, people walk out in the road all the time. True. Yeah. All the time. And True. then you know what? If I was with all, if me, Lunchbox, Eddie, and Ray were downtown and Ray decides to walk out in the road and he gets hit and he's not at the right spot, I'm going to drag his body to a crosswalk and be like, I can't yeah. believe you hit my boy. We would all be like, what's yeah. It's your fault. Oh, it's yeah. 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 your fault. You're, how'd you hit him? So I'm not well, putting the blame really on. Short. Yeah, I'm not putting the blame on anybody. <laughs> well, I don't know. I want to talk to somebody from the scene of the crime. Okay. Well, if anybody's listening from the scene of the crime, you can call us. All right. Big weekend for Lunchbox. All right. You go to Las Vegas. You got a part in Bat Out of Hell. Yeah. A cameo, as they like to call it. Yeah, I guess you call it that. Yeah. A walk-on role. So, okay, what happened? What's the day of the show like? Saturday. So, I mean, I got to be there. Call time is 5 o'clock. The show's not till 7. I get my, I show up, and they take me backstage. I got my own dressing room. And, guys, they must have listened to the show because they had me a bottle of tequila. They had a bottle of wine for my wife. They had a big old thing of peanut M&Ms. They had everything I wanted right there in the what dressing else? room. Uh, they mentioned had, those three. I want to hear what else. Uh, Reese's wanted. peanut butter cups. Nice. Butter cups. Uh, yeah. It was so. It was awesome. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's that all, all you wanted. Okay. That's all I had. They didn't. They didn't have the gambling money, but that's okay. So, do you think they heard that, or did they ask you what you wanted? No, they must have heard it. Nice. They never came to me. I was asking you how I do it. And you Scooby, think, did you tell them what he wanted? Uh, sure. Okay. It, that must mean yes. You oh, filled he filled out a writer. I don't want to take credit for anything. Yeah, because he won't give it to you, even if you did. Okay. <laughs> even if you, okay. And then they had a, a poster there that I was supposed to sign, because I guess they give them to their VIPs. And so I signed the poster with all the rest of the cast, and then I sit in my dressing room, and then wardrobe comes by, brings me in my wardrobe. Then I go to hair and makeup, and some of the other cast members stopping in, saying, hey, good luck tonight. You know, we're glad to have you. It's awesome. So you felt loved? Felt loved, man. Met one guy named Connor, who's in the... He's a big fan of the show, been listening. He's from Virginia. He's 19. Grew What's up he do? With, uh he is I don't know the guy's name. Ah. But he did play Strat, the main guy in one of the performances. Like he's the Connor. Yeah, he's the fill in. Yeah. But yeah, so Connor's family's big, huge fans. So that was really cool. So, so you I, go what do they do? It's like five minutes before the show, what happens? They start calling over the intercom. All right, uh fifteen minutes to places and they say the names like fifteen minutes for this, this, and lunchbox. And I'm like, that's me. That's me. And so then at five minutes, they come by and say, hey, you ready? Let's go get in spots. And we go outside and we wait. They say, you're good to go. And I go up on the stage. Is this as the show's on? No, no, no. Oh. This is as the audience is coming in. I'm on the stage with three other people and we're cleaning the motorcycle and we're there. And then. Wait, so as the seats are being filled, you're like a mannequin? (laughs) No, no, no. 
Like I'm with the main people, like Raven, who is the like the co. Raven Simone. No, Raven is the <laughs> character in the play. She's the oh. second star. Okay. She is up there, and we're cleaning the motorcycle, and then you there's a flashing light, and that tells you to go over and get in your places. We go get in our spots, and then the curtain drops, and she's like, "I remember everything," and that's when the play starts. Boom! How long till you're on? I'm already on the stage, man. No, I, I mean like on. Like when do you do your thing? No, no, like this part, I'm on. I am on. When do you speak? Yeah, when do you speak? When do you have lines? Well, I, it's coming. Okay. okay. It's coming. Okay. So, you know, they come out and it starts and everybody. What are you wearing? I'm wearing jeans, black Doc Martens. I got a, a nice leather jacket that says The Lost. I got a bandana and I got a bandana out of my back pocket. I got a red glove, got a spiky wristband, and I got some war paint on my face. Okay. Just trying to get the vibe here. Yeah. So when do you talk? So hold on. Well, hold. Just let me get there, man. Mm-hmm. So the first scene, they do this dance, and I jump on the motorcycle, and me and Zahara, we ride out. We're out of here. We got to get. There's a big fight that arises. Does it move? The motorcycle moves. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then, oh. You, then you talk. Hold on. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> Can I get there? So the motorcycle goes out. Boom. All right. Cool. Then they do a whole other scene, and then we come back out on the motorcycle. Another dance scene, and then it's my time to shine. Okay. And. Oh, we have audio. Ray, you want to hit it? Okay, here we go. There's no audio? My speaking lines got cut. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. The caller was right. I didn't know that, dude. I I didn't find this out until about an hour before show. They cut your lines? Why did they do that? Uh, Yeah, they cut the entire scene. I did not know that, and I was not leading you into that. I didn't know they did that in stage performance. I knew they had audio, or I was told there was audio. I didn't know it was them messing with him. Yeah. Well, I uh, feel bad now. I didn't know that he got cut. Yeah. I was all excited. Remember? I mean, they had this whole thing for me. And they cut that entire scene. Why would they do that? Yeah. I, like, why am I irritated at them now? Like, now no, no, I've no, no, completely... No. It's like it's like you can make fun of your brother, but nobody else can, because then you want to beat him up. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. No, no, no. It, it, it was... They, the, the play was a lot longer, and after, you know, doing a few runs, they decided to cut some scenes, and that happened to be one of the scenes that they cut, but they adjusted on the fly and were able to still get me in there and still get me on stage to perform so i was in two different scenes did you get and you didn't speak at all well i mean well, i did speak but just not to the crowd oh you were like so, talking to the other guy like, this yeah. sucks, man. Got my lines like it, it was crazy because i didn't realize that they talked oh, to each other man. why the other main scenes are going on but like things are going on and people be like man isn't that guy an idiot and i'm like yeah he's an idiot and we're actually talking and i didn't know it, but so yeah, the, the microphone didn't pick up Scuba, my what do you think about this i didn't know his lines got cut did you yeah, I found out um, he, when he called me that evening, and I was like... Did you call uh, him like, I can't believe they cut my lines? No, I kind of was like, oh, dude, developing story, but uh, my lines got cut. Um, I mean, it happens all the time in Hollywood where they, they have a film and they, they chop it down. It, yeah, just, yeah, okay, it just sucks it was him because this whole thing was around him and yeah. him being on but there. But it was Hollywood is because they it's edited and it's a yeah. movie and they have to pick what scenes based on camera shots. and This is a live... How long would your whole scene have been? Oh, it, it would have been like 30 seconds, but... That's the, my the, point. But the storyline, yeah. they 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 must have ch- they took a lot out because it was a two and a half hour play. Oh wow! Oh, and I did read in Vegas they can't do two and a half hour and thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the limit on time. Like I mean, I'm irritated for you right now. No, no, dude, it was awesome. The cast was awesome. It was so fun. It was. Do you want to uh, act out your scene here? No. Oh, yeah, give him. A do chance. it. Remember once Jake Owen performed at the CMAs. 
and it rained him out. Yeah. They, they made him cut like 80% of his set. And so he said, you can come up here, bring the whole band to perform. He did his whole set up here, all hour. And it was an amazing performance by him. We were lucky to be able to see it and be a part of it. We're offering you that. Well, here's the problem. I don't remember my lines now. Oh, well, that's, that's okay. difficult. I, I, I flushed them. You know, like when you cram for a test and you walk out of that classroom after you take the test and you just flush it and you don't remember it? That is exactly what happened. Once they told me I didn't have any lines, I was like, ah. Scuba, should I be mad or no? Because like I'm on the edge of no, dude. It was I have some behind the scenes things. Well, that my theories. I don't want to get to it on the air. It's too much inside baseball. Are you, so are you telling me not to be mad for lunch? I don't think so. I, but I think it's just that's just Lunchbox's life. He gets something and it goes away. Yeah, or man. doesn't happen. That's just that's it, just But it him. was listen. Well, they they, they had a big. Time. It, you know how cool they had an after party, like it was opening night. So we went upstairs, and I thought it was gonna be some lame after party, dude. It was out by the pool, overlooking the Las Vegas Strip. They had a live band. Food, free drinks. It was awesome. Okay, so you're happy with the weekend. Man, yes. I would have loved, listen, I would have loved to have had some lines or some more action. Yeah! He's happy, Bones. Yeah, like he he, he lived like a star. Uh, I crushed it on that stage. The caller was right. I can't believe it. Ray, can you play that voicemail again? No, no, no. We don't need to be able to do this. Here. We just left Bad of Hell and Lunchbox did not perform. He had zero words, and it was a decent show, but Lunchbox did nothing. He sat on the motorcycle and made awkward movements. <laughs> I have no idea what that was all about. Four minutes of the show, he was on. That's it. Four minutes, he didn't say anything. Didn't do anything. I only played that earlier because I thought this caller was so wrong, and I was going to give Lunchbox a shot to make yeah. fun of him. I didn't know he was exactly right. Okay. Well, Scoob, I'm anxious to hear what happened behind the scenes. Oh, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, but man. Not they, on the air. No, no, but, oh, but okay. no. But hey, and I thought the cast was going to be like, oh my God, this is so annoying to have some dude jumping in our production. They were so nice. Every single one of them. Stop by my I dressing room. I feel like they room. all slid you five bucks to talk nice about it. No, no, no. Like, even like in between scenes, they're, they're going in between dressing rooms or whatever, and they would stop by my dressing room. Dude, you're killing it out there. Thanks for coming. And they were high-fiving oh, me. You, but you, were, you were sitting on a motor. I think yeah. they were told, be, be oh, encouraged. No, they were not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Amy. Good point. Be really nice to no. him. We cut I bet they scenes. said, hey, this is a make-a-wish tonight. So <laughs> no. Treat him well. Treat no, him well. No, no. Is- be special. No. They were so cool. <laughs> like, I mean, every okay, single okay. one of them. I'm, well, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, that's yeah. what's most important. I may go back. Oh. Just to watch like the play? Own? What about, didn't you do two shows that night? Yeah, I did. So the second show, yeah. they didn't give you the lines in that one either? No, no, no. No. Were you better at cleaning the motorcycle in the second show? Yeah. Really I was, shined it up good? Yeah, I yeah. shined it up good. I, I crushed it on that okay. rock, and I rode that minor, motorcycle like a champ. But I didn't drive the motorcycle. I just rode behind the girl. If you're good, I'm good. Yeah. If you're good, I'm Bad good. Bad out of hell. No, no. Paris, if you're good, Las I'm Vegas. good. Are you saying you're good? Dude, my name was on the marquee. If you're good, I'm good. Did you, you good? see my picture? Okay. I saw it. That's I don't cool. think he's good. I think I'm have to burn it down. Is, are you good? Like a bat out of hell. <laughs> He's not answering. Okay, well let me let's 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 get out of here. Bones. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Fort Myers, Florida. A 59-year-old woman had been spending a lot of time in line for gas after the hurricane hit. She's sitting there, all right, I gotta get gas, gotta get gas, gotta get gas. And she thought a car cut in front of her, so she got out of her car. Pulled a gun on him. Oh. Did the car cut in front of her? Uh, no, they were just trying to cut through. Because I'm and- telling you, <laughs> I felt that. If she's been waiting in, in line for gas during the hurricane, somebody cuts, you should never pull a gun on anybody. 
But one, I hate line cutting, and then two, at a vulnerable time like that. Yeah, yeah. stressful times. Are you sure they didn't cut? Yeah, it says they were trying to pull through, and there was another car blocking, so they were just stuck there for a minute, and she didn't realize they were going to keep going, so she pulled a gun on them. Okay, then an overreaction. <laughs> oh, an overreaction for sure. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. It's time for the Good News Countdown. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's count them down. Number three. A woman in California thought her cat Harriet was taken by a coyote whenever the cat disappeared and there were stories about coyotes in the neighborhood. So she said, dang, and she was very sad. But nine years later, her cat Harriet ended up back at home because she was in a shelter in Idaho the shelter scanned her, found the microchip, and got her home. And I wonder, why didn't they scan her before nine, nine years? Nine years. Huh. Maybe they just got a scanner. Yeah. Well, good news is she didn't get eat by a coyote. <laughs> why would you not scan that cat before nine years? But it's all about the goodness, and that's number three. Number two. A 107-year-old veteran in Colorado named Harold Nelson just got a silver star, one of the highest honors for valor. He was shot three times during World War II. He got hit in the chest with shrapnel as well. And even went back to fighting after he had had his appendix removed wherever he was stationed, which could not have felt good. And I'm assuming not the most sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. But he went back. He served us. He's 107 right now. Oh, and he got wow. a silver star. That is crazy. Let's go to number one. Number one. A kid in Montana scored a touchdown on a football game last week. The crowd went crazy. Ah, everybody's cheering. And right after it happened, a car drove by, lost control, and drove into a pond nearby. A guy in the stands saw it, jumped up, jumped over the fence, ran into the pond, broke the window with his bare hands, and saved three girls while the car filled with water. Wow. Got them all out. Now, here we go. It takes one final twist. Come on. So, first of all, there's a touchdown scored. Crowd cheers. Guy saves, right? All this is going good. He was the dad of the kid who scored the touchdown. Okay, I was wondering. You knew it was coming back around to it, didn't you? (laughs) That was the Good News Countdown. All right, thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow. I'm on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. Have a great day, and goodbye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your 
your perfect home sweet home. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 